0: From creation to the flood to the patriarchs to Egypt, join me, Pastor Hook, as we go through Genesis, the backstory to the beginning. Um, all right, so today we're going to get into uh, the guy, all right? We, just Okay, let's just spend a little bit of time this morning looking at uh, where we've come from. Uh, we, we are in Genesis 12, so what's happened in Genesis 1 through 11? Well, we had creation story, we had Cain and Abel, the fall of man, uh, then we had generations from Cain and Abel down to Noah, then we had Noah's Ark, uh, then Noah, we have generations from Noah all the way down to a guy named Abram. So uh, in, the, in the story so far, the main characters have been Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Noah and his family uh and basically now we're getting to the guy. And when I say the guy, I mean Abram, who later as we'll see becomes Abraham. And uh Abraham <laughs> is just this wandering nomad of a guy. I mean, he really truly and he's kind of a cad. We'll find out uh in the story uh as we read it that he's not um he's not this perfect guy. He's like uh he's um yeah, he's he's like somebody who wouldn't really necessarily hold up like a Teddy Roosevelt and say he's a great guy. I mean, if if there's one thing about scripture is that God has to use imperfect people. Well, Abram is an imperfect guy, okay? <laughs> he's about as imperfect as he gets. Um, uh, and it's all because his wife, Sarai, is beautiful. Uh, she must have been just a stunningly attractive woman, right? I mean, uh, because uh, of, you know, what happens to him when he goes into Egypt. But anyway, we'll get into that story. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. So, coronavirus. Um, so, Abram, um, this, this kind of this wandering nomad, nobody of a guy, but God comes to him and basically uh, calls him to be a leader of a great nation, and he does become a leader of a great nation, and all the great... Uh, religions that come from Abraham, uh, the three main ones are Judaism, and then we have Christianity, uh, and then we have Islam, um, which uh, is considered to be an Abrahamic religion from a different child of of Abraham than um, Isaac, and um, a- and uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But, but uh, those three religions. Um, I'm guessing that there's probably two billion Christians and maybe a little bit less than that, uh, Islam. So you're looking at four billion people. So, so let's just say four. I mean, if you look at all the Abrahamic religions, it's four and a half billion people, and the population of the Earth is seven and a half billion people. So four, four out of seven, or four, little over four out of seven. I mean, fifty over fifty percent of the world 50% of the world follows this guy named Abram. I mean that's just mind-boggling It's just this this guy uh, but but um, monotheism, Abraham, uh, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, it's all comes of this guy named Abraham. And he's the main character of uh, there's there's probably two main characters, uh, Abraham and then his great grandson, uh, Joseph. But but uh, whatever it is, his his progeny, Joseph, I haven't calculated it out. But um, those are probably the two uh, main long story arcs. And then and then to get. So if you want to know the Old Testament, you've got Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and Joseph those are the four patriarchs that come out of the uh, out of Genesis. Abraham, his son Isaac, his son Jacob and then his one of his sons Joseph. That's and that's all you really need to know about about the uh, about Genesis. You have Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel, Noah and then you have these four. You have Abraham, Isaac, Jacob and Joseph. If you know those Story arcs, uh, then you know everything there is to know about Genesis, and uh, and Abraham is a major part of that story arc. So, uh, this this is where it really starts to get very very interesting and fascinating because uh, Abraham is just a just a fascinating character. And as I said yesterday, Abraham is all of us. He is he is an imperfect man uh, who gets a call from God and follows God uh, faithfully. Um, reckoned him as righteousness, right, faithfully, but doesn't really know what he's doing or why he's doing it, uh, and yet he's faithful to God. And that is that is basically us. We're imperfect people, but we get a, a calling from God to do something, and we do it. We don't execute it perfectly or faithfully, but that's what we do. So that is a long introduction. I'm sorry, but uh, we're gonna we're now gonna go into Genesis 12, and. Um, We start at Genesis 12, beginning at verse 1. The call of Abram. The Lord had said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. And I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on earth will be blessed through you. So, I mean, that's, uh, the story goes on. But this is is the call of Abram. Uh, And it is this point, his name is Abram. It's not Abraham yet. And the Lord had said to Abram. So the Lord comes to Abram. Remember, this is being told by Moses. So this was an oral history told uh, to Moses that he wrote down. And it also tells Moses how the Israelites got into Egypt. But the Lord comes to Abram, just this guy, you know, this wandering guy. He says, go from your country, your people, and your father's household into a land that I will show you. And we'll find out that Abraham, Abram, Abraham, travels to about 10 different locations, right? He never quite gets uh, settled in one location where God doesn't call to another location. If you look at the travels of Abraham, they're just all over the board. Um, but he's basically leaving. So he's he's south of uh, he's in Ur, I believe, uh, in uh, which is which is between the Tigris and the Euphrates, south of uh, or south uh, east of uh, Babylon, uh, ba- ba- Babylon. Um, yeah, so. Anyway, he's in that area and and then the God tells him, go from your country, go from your people and go from your father's household to a land I will show you. Now, you have to understand that, um, you know, your people and your ancestors and the land that you occupied, all of that stuff was what rooted you to everything about life. Uh, it rooted you to your ancestors, it rooted you to the land, it rooted you to the people. I mean, it was just the land and the people were this symbiotic relationship. And God comes to Abram and says, I want you to go. I want you to pick up and I want you to leave. And you're now going to go to a different country. And what does Abram do? Well, we'll find out. But Abram follows God. But this is the promise that God has to Abram. He says, I will make you a great nation. And he does. I mean, if... (laughs) If any promise of God has been fulfilled, it's this one. Is is are the Abrahamic religions a great? Uh, I mean, today, today, thousands of years later, over fifty percent of the world's population uh, follows Abram. You know these Abrahamic religions. I mean, that's that's kind of coming up to a great nation. He says, "I will bless you. I will make your name great." There's probably no greater name than Abraham. And you will be a blessing. And we'll find out how much uh, the Abraham, you know, the Abraham line was a blessing to the world. He's incredible blessings that that came through the line of Abraham. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So God calls Abraham, who becomes Abraham, and he says, through you, all the nations will be blessed. I'm going to give you a blessing. And then everybody else will be blessed because of you. I mean, what a a great opportunity that God has given Abram to do this. Um, But the whole point of God blessing Abram was that so he could be a blessing to the world around him. And I think sometimes we forget that. If God blesses you, it's not just because God loves you, which he does, but he blesses you so that you can be a blessing to other people. That's the whole point of this thing. This is the whole reason why God blesses Abraham is so that he can be a blessing to other people. It's when you get the blessings of God, you don't hold on to them. When you get the blessings of God, you share them with the world around you. That's the whole reason for the blessings. And when you lose sight of that, that's where things just go south really, really quickly. Um, And God doesn't pick perfect people uh, by any means. He picks Abram, uh, just this, this guy that he says, go. And Abram was faithful, and he goes. Um, so uh, let's, let's just continue on. So Abram, this is verse uh, chapter 12, verses 4 through 9. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him. And Lot, this is his nephew, went with him. Abram was 75 years old. Just think how old that is. When he set out from Haran, and he took his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, all the possessions they had accumulated, and the people they had acquired in Haran. And they set out for the land of Canaan, and they arrived there. So basically um, he takes all his possessions, he takes his wife, he takes his nephew Lot, he takes his possessions, uh, all the people that he'd acquired, you know, uh, in these clans, right? The clan grew. Uh, You have people of influence that that have become, you know, they have wives, and they have servants, and they have children, they have children with the servants and I've got this whole clan and the whole clan moved together uh, to go to Canaan. Verse six, Abram traveled through the land as far as the site of the great tree of Morah at Shechem. And at that time, the Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he went on toward the hills east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. And then Abram set out and continued toward the Negev. So um, we see here that Abram is being faithful to this calling by God. He leaves this land from Haran uh, and he goes out towards Canaan. But before he gets there, he goes to the site of the great tree Mora at Shechem. I would love to have seen this great tree. Um, my grandparents lived in Glendale, Arizona. Um, and the house that they lived in was uh, was owned by one of the first mayors if not maybe the first mayor of glendale arizona it's kind of weird how my my grandfather ended up with this house but they rented it from the mayor they rented the upstairs and then the mayor decided to build a different house and my my grandfather was already living there and so he just you know asked made an offer to buy the whole house and he bought the whole house so my uh, grandfather ended up living in this wonderful two story Um, cottage house right near downtown Glendale, but that's not the point of the story. The point of the story is that uh, there was a tree on their property that was on Glendale Avenue before they widened Glendale Avenue, and the tree actually had a name, and the name was Old General, and I think... uh, I remember my grandmother telling me about this story, but it, it was it was called Old General. It was an old, 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 old tree, probably 100 years old, and was planted by somebody, uh, probably one of the Civil War generals, and I don't know which one it would have been, um, but he came out somehow to Arizona and somehow ended up in Glendale and planted this tree, and the tree was called Old General. Um and uh, I, I unfortunately I have a picture of this tree. And when they widened Glendale Avenue, they had to tear out this tree, which is just a tragedy, travesty, travesty in, tragedy, travesty, in my opinion, because, uh, you know, this this tree was 100 years old. And was, if you go to uh, the Alamo, you'll see a uh, you'll see an oak tree. That's probably 150 200. I mean, it's this huge oak tree that they take care of because it's an important oak tree. It's part of the Alamo, right? Well, something similar to this uh, was at in, in my on my grandparents' property. It was called Old General. Well, now we have uh, Abram traveling to the great the site of the great tree of Mora at Shechem. So apparently, everybody knew about this great tree in Shechem, and it was. Uh, It was this tree called uh, the Great Tree at Mora in Shechem. And um, I would have loved, I mean, I wish we had a picture of this. I wish I had Google Earth back 5,000 years ago to see these things, but we don't. Um, But it must have been a well-known tree because the writer of this, you know, the the, the story that's being passed down, it's like, oh, yeah, we know that tree. We've heard about that tree. Uh, Somebody I know made a pilgrimage and saw that tree. And listen, they decided to describe it. Uh, But at that time, the Canaanites were still in the land, and uh, the Lord appeared to Abram, and he says, to your offspring, I will give you this land. So what does Abram do? He builds an altar to the Lord. Uh, He thanks God for this promise, and he builds an altar to the Lord. And we'll find out that he builds several different altars to the Lord. Abram was a man who loved to build altars and uh, then from there he goes to bethel he pitched his tent and there at bethel he builds another altar and called on the name of the lord and then he continues towards negev so um i think we'll leave the story here um because i think i went a, bit, a little bit long about about teddy roosevelt and um uh, you know for those of you that don't like teddy roosevelt i'm sorry but uh, he was a great man in history he, he flawed by every stretch of the imagination nobody's perfect but I think some of the things that he represented are very, you know, the rugged outdoor wilderness, uh, you know, of of the United States is, uh, you know, produced Teddy Roosevelt. And um, we should, uh, even if we end up tearing down a statue, we should never forget the great things that Teddy Roosevelt did. Um, <laughs> going back to Teddy Roosevelt, we should be talking about Abram. But there's, there's probably a lot of similarity between Abram and Teddy Roosevelt, both imperfect people, both on a calling from God. Uh, well, both on a calling. I don't know about Teddy Roosevelt. Um, probably, I don't know what his religion, I mean, I, I know he was religious, but I don't know how deeply rooted in his religion. Uh, he was, I have to, maybe I'll do some research between now and tomorrow and figure that out. Might then not like Teddy Roosevelt. I don't know, but anyway, so, uh, we're going to leave it at that. Why don't we close in prayer? Uh, dear God, thanks for this day. Um, thank you for calling Abram and, uh, We're grateful, Lord, that uh, he followed your call and that we are his children. And through his line, you produced your son, your progeny, and our Savior and Redeemer, Jesus. Uh, Be with us this day. Uh, Continue to guide us in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.